Next on BYU Sports Nation, who are the top five running backs in BYU football history? Curtis Brown helps kick off the week. We discuss where Jamal Williams fits into that conversation. Jamal running for the record books, what he has to do to stake his claim as BYU's best. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation back to work on a Monday, June 30th. Presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with quite literally the only human being on planet Earth to give the latest Transformers movie a positive review. <laughs> His I'm, name is Jerem Jordan. I'm in love with it. It, it. It's like one of your good friends. You know their flaws, yet you still <laughs> love them and enjoy their company. That's the way it is with Transformers for me. Great acting. No. Oh, no. no. Great no. action. Horrible the acting. The second greatest leader of all time, Optimus Prime. Yes. Uh, you will name one of your children, at least their middle name, Optimus. That's correct? A, that's a fact. I need a boy to be able to do that, I think. Optimus but. will be. That's so awesome. Yeah. Hey, it's Mike Tyson's birthday. He's 48. 48 today. <laughs> Forget his real life antics. Let's talk about his greatest contribution to society, and that is in video game form, Mike yes, Tyson's my, punch out. Yes, we did watch a video in our pre-production meeting of how to beat Mike Tyson. <laughs> you know, you, you have to dodge and you get him down a couple times. You can TKO him in one round. That was a great accomplishment in my life when I beat that game and beat Mike Tyson. Seriously, when that genie's coming around and you have to block him, <laughs> block him, and then they hold still, and then bam, pop him. <laughs> what, a, what a great game. The man my, owns a tiger. Mike Tyson was... Uh, he became even better for me uh, when The Office quoted him, that yeah. Steve Carell in his office. Hey, Ryan, this is Mike Tyson. This is Mike Tyson. <laughs> Goodness. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Link up across BYU Sports Nation wherever, whenever, and sound off on today's question. Who's the greatest boxer of all? No, we're not doing that. <laughs> Who are the top five running backs in BYU history? We have Curtis Brown on the program today. He's in the mix for sure. Who are the top five running backs in BYU history? We, we're going to tell you our top five, and they differ. So it, weigh in using the hashtag BYUSN. I want to know who you think is one, two, three, four, five. Not just like five names. Who do you think is the best? And then second, third, fourth, fifth. At FinDaddy81 on Twitter says, In no particular order, Jamal Willis, Curtis Brown, Luke Staley, Harvey Unga, and Jamal Williams. I want to know the order. We, yeah, from let, Fin let's Daddy discuss that back order. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Listen to BYU Sports Nation noon Eastern on BYU Radio Sirius XM Channel 143. Watch the simulcast live on BYU TV and on BYUtv.org. Rise and shout. I don't care if it's a Monday. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. The top five running backs in BYU football history. Jeremy and I are going to throw out our top fives right now, and then we will discuss. For me, at number five, it is a tie between Ronnie Jenkins and no Jamal Williams. No Fine. No I'll give, I, will give, I will give the edge to Ronnie Jenkins, barely over Jamal Williams. Then I go Curtis Brown, number four. Mm. Number three is Jamal Willis. Number two, Harvey Unga. And number one, Luke Staley. Okay, we're very similar. Number five for me is Jamal Williams right now. Uh, number four, Jamal Willis, which is different. He okay, was I see two differences list. so then far. Curtis, then Curtis Brown is number three. Three, three. differences. <laughs> okay. And then Harvey, Harvey Unga, two, and Luke Staley, one. Okay, so I think Staley is... Similar names, a different order. Yes. J, there are two J-dubs in there. J-dubs on, on BYU TV. There you go. 
I I think that Jamal Williams is number five because I think that uh, what he's done through two seasons is fantastic. Ron, you had Ronnie Jenkins. I loved Ronnie Jenkins. That guy was so exciting. He was an explosive runner. He was, you every time he touched the ball, he had the potential to break it. You yeah. felt that way. Yes. And there are other guys you could put in there. Locke Hamuli, the leading rusher on the '84 national title team. He's top five, six in BYU history rushing. Pete Van Valkenburg led the nation in rushing uh, in 1972. Uh, Lavelle Edwards' first year's head coach. Uh, Jeff Blank was in there. That's Think Gary about Scheide's that. Pete Van Valkenburg led the nation in rushing the first year of Lavelle's West yeah. Coast passing attack. Gary Scheide's watching that, maybe coming the next year, going, really, you're going to pass it? That guy just <laughs> led the nation in rushing. So I, uh, I think Jamal Williams is five. Three and four are really close to me, Curtis Brown, Jamal Willis. I think that because Brown broke Willis's record, I put him ahead of Willis. And then Harvey Unga, we're, we're uh, uniform and unanimous with two and one. Yes, Consensus. and there is a Harvey reason Unga that we are Staley. unanimous with number one. Luke Staley is the man to me. To, for someone to break uh, or, or pull him down from number one, would, it, you'd ha- almost have to win the Doak Walker. You'd almost have to have 5,000 rushing yards. Or Perhaps something. you're not sold on Luke Staley. Well, listen to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Listen to this. 8.1. Luke Staley averaged 8.1 yards per carry in 2001 to lead the nation. He also led the nation in scoring. Luke Staley didn't play a senior year. He's like number, I, I don't even know what number he is in, in career rushing. He's, he's down the list. He almost averaged the first he's down. He's number six. Every time he carried the ball in 2001. In number, he's number six in career rushing. He, didn't, he wasn't the featured back his first two seasons. His third season, he was. Even then, Brandon McDonald was with him. BYU used two running backs during the Luke Staley era. If he had been featured the way that Jamal Williams has been featured the last year and a half, he would have had 5,000 rushing yards. There's never been anyone that had 3,500. For BYU. So Luke Staley to me, number one, won the Dilk Walker Award, had nearly 1,600 rushing yards before the 13th game at Hawaii where he missed it and at, uh, against Louisville in the Liberty Bowl. The dude could have had 2,000 yards rushing or okay. 1,800 or something. Harvey the, Unga, number two. The, and then Dilk the, then Walker, the, the Dilk Walker Award winner. If you are not familiar with the term Dilk Walker, that goes to the nation's best running back in the college football award showcase show put on by ESPN. He was the best running back He's the best in ever 2001. Had. Basically 1,600 yards. It was 1,596. He missed two games that season. Yes. And, and still ran for 1,600. He's the best. I, I, if you think otherwise, please bring that to the table. Use hashtag BYUSN. Harvey Unga, number two. The current number one all-time. Played uh, as the feature back three and a half se- or two and a half seasons, missed a senior year, yet still is the all-time leading rusher, all-time leader in two and a half seasons. Yeah, enough said. He's he's the Austin Collie of the running backs. Where 3, you did 000, something great in three seasons. Yeah, three thousand five hundred forty-seven yards. The guy on a ranked BYU team. Here's the most amazing statistic for me when I look at Harvey. He only lost ninety-two yards. Wow. And that's in 696 carries. He only the lost in BYU 92 history. yards. Okay, Jamal Williams is on pace to be right around that. But Har- 108. I mean, man. It, Jamal's at 54 yards lost. After two full two seasons. seasons. And zero fumbles lost. Jamal Williams is a really good stinking running back, man. He is good. He's going to break Harvey's record. It might be this year. And that's where the argument begins where, where, does, you know, where does Jamal fit in in this when all is said and done. We'll address that a little later. But right now, Jamal Williams, 
I have him as five because I think what he's done through two, th- two seasons has been fantastic. He's very similar to Ronnie Jenkins, who you put at number five. Three more carries for Jamal than Ronnie Jenkins. 32 more yards for Ronnie. The uh, yards per carry, 5.4 for Ronnie, 5.2 for Jamal. Similar longest runs, 79-70. Five more touchdowns for Ronnie. I give the edge to Ronnie because of the touchdown total and because of his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. He was a really good receiving running back. Jamal's a great receiver, too, out of the backfield. Ronnie just did more damage that way in yes. total yards. That's why I gave was him only a here. slight edge. Ronnie was only here two years. If Ronnie Jenkins had been at BYU four years, it's a different conversation. But Jamal is going to break Harvey's record barring injury. And he could do it this year. And it might, that'd be a heck of a year. That'd be the second most in BYU history. I, I see Jamal getting close, and then next year, very early, game one or two, breaking that record. You have Curtis Brown at three. I have him at four. He's, he's an all-purpose guy when you look at the definition. He had over 1,300 career receiving yards as a running back. That's one of the most, if not the most, receiving yards by a running back in BYU history. That is top 10 in all-time receiving yards on BYU's list. Number 10, I believe. That's pretty good. So not only are you a great running back and number two on the all-time rushing list, but you are a top 10 receiver. He had more receiving yards than Chris Smith. And Glenn Kozlowski and Atula Mealy and Johnny Harleen. Curtis Brown had more receiving yards than Glenn Kozlowski and Chad Lewis? And Chad Lewis. <laughs> That's insane. Well, he's on the show today. We're going to ask him about it. The Wait top. a minute. I was just looking at total receptions. Wait, okay, where is Brown? Where is Curtis Brown? He's okay. 35th. He's down the list. But top 10 in, re- in receptions. More than Kaipo McGuire. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That Jonathan is... Pittman, who only played two years. Kelly Smith, running back. Ben Cahoon. The question is, where will Jamal Williams end up on this list? Is can't what does he have to do to pass Luke Staley to be the greatest Win the running Doak back Walker Award. in BYU running or BYU football history? I mean that that we, we, we will discuss among, it among other things. Does he have to win the Doak Walker? Yes. What if he's just in contention? No, you got to win it, dude. But his numbers guy, blow everybody out of the water. Well, he you have uh, you'll have more carries, more seasons played. I'll, that when Luke Staley only played uh, not even three full seasons, three seasons minus those two games, then you have to compare to that. It's not. It's not okay. You had four. That's like saying Cody Hoppin versus Austin Collie. Oh, Hoppin's automatically better because he had better. No, it's so, Austin Collie. It's Austin Collie. I'll give you that. I'll yeah. give you that. But Jamal, can he have that special season? He could. I for the BYU running back to win the Doak Walker, that would be quite the accomplishment. Our Twitter question today is, who are the top five running backs in BYU history? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. Okay, so Jeremy and I have laid out our top five and in order. At Crazy Kook Fanatic says, Curtis Brown, Harvey Unga, Jamal Williams, Luke Staley, and Fui Vakapuna. I don't think she's putting in any specific order, but she yeah. has Fui Vakapuna in there. Fui by the numbers. By the numbers, no. Uh, but... Ex- excitement, interest, fan appreciation, love. Yeah, he's he's and one of the most beloved BYU players of all time. He ran, he trucked fools, man. Like, he had some of the most memorable runs. The and one the, against Tulsa his, in 2006 was ridiculous. His his legs as pistons were crazy. Uh, like, churn, 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 and just so physical. I like Fooey, but he's not in my top. He's, yeah. This, this is a fan appreciation vote right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At Together We Reach. Together We Reach. Top five. Five, Curtis Brown. Four, Fleet Pete Van Valkenburg. Nice. <laughs> Jamal Willis, Harvey Unga, Luke 
Staley. And then he says, hashtag swag daddy soon. Yeah, I, he's gonna. He's only going to go up that list. I don't see him passing number one, but I see him maxing out at two. Use the hashtag BYUSN to join our conversation. Let's scan the rest of our BYU Sports Nation beat for other trending topics. At Wani Unga says, today is the day, by the way. Dr. Cooley releasing me and the fun begins. Hashtag let's go. Hashtag training time. Hashtag knee surgery release. Is Wani going to make a run to the NFL? Well, it's June 30th. He's now got an opportunity to get out there. It sounds like he's full go. It's been six months. It's been six months. And he blew out his knee. Since late December. I wonder how much rehab he still has, if any. Sounds like he's itching to go. Good for Wani. And good for Elder David A. Bednar, who threw out the first pitch at Dodger Stadium on Friday for Mormon night. Apparently, he threw a strike. Awesome. (laughs) Of course he would. Curtis Brown. He's in our top five all-time great running backs, and he joins us next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan on a Monday, live from Studio B. Our Twitter question today is, who are the top five running backs in BYU football history? Keep your responses coming using the hashtag BYUSN. Don't forget to follow the show on YouTube for uh, different clips and highlights and interviews. YouTube.com slash Sports. Also, if you're new to the program, we are simulcast. What that means is we are on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Radio on TV. It's a dynamic that's what, concept. That's what this is. Yes, here we are. We Which have is, faces for radio, as I've been told a million times. That joke's not old at all. Well, not since you shaved the mustache, dude. Thank goodness yeah. for everybody, right? <laughs> it's been a week and a half, and it's been lovely. <laughs> That's forever in the annals of YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, you can go and watch Jerem uh, get rid of that that's, that's that monstrosity on, that's on camera. Yeah. <laughs> Joining us in just a few moments, Curtis Brown. Our discussion today, who are the top five running backs in BYU football history? Where does Curtis fit into that mix? And Curtis is joining us now. Curtis, welcome to your BYU Sports Nation debut. Where are you joining us from today? Uh, I'm actually in Visalia, California right now. Visalia, California, but still clearly you have perspective on BYU football and the running back discussion. Uh, we've been talking, uh, Jeremy and I have laid, laid out our top five. You are both in our top five. Where do you have uh, yourself in the top five BYU football running backs? Um, that, that's a tough question. I think uh, if you look at the running backs that have come through BYU, I think each individual brings their own uh, unique style to the game. And uh, I'm, I'm not one to, to top myself. So as long as I'm con- considered part of the top five, I'm happy with that. Okay, top five. You can say yourself. I mean, you're, you're allowed to say that. <laughs> Is it, so who's, who's number one to you? Who's the greatest running back in BYU history? The greatest running back in BYU history? Um, I'll, I'll give that to Jamal. I'll give that to uh, Jamal Willis, actually. Willis, okay. Jamal, yes, Willis. Um, I think I think definitely, you know, he held the record for a long time. I mean, to show that, you know, when he came in, uh, you know, BYU had a typical passing strategy, and you know, ultimately, uh, after he left, it was hard to emulate that. I mean, he had a lot of running backs come through and not be able to sustain the career he had. And you know, fortunately, um, I was given an opportunity ten years down the road to uh, come into that situation. So. But I think definitely he, he set the he set the bar extremely high, obviously. Curtis, when you broke the record 
Uh, what did Jamal say to you? Uh, it was just congratulations. I think a little bit inside there was a little bit of, man, I was hoping it wasn't going to get broken. But ultimately when I um, broke the record, uh, what went through my head was it's going to get broken pretty soon. Um, I saw the potential in Harvey Younger. I knew that with the offensive strategy we had going forward, um, it was only a matter of time before we recruited the right running backs in to continue to uh, beat up on that old record. I put you at uh, number three, and Spencer put you at number four. We had Harvey uh, Luke Staley number one, Harvey Younger number yeah. two, and then we kind of differed from there. Uh, Luke and Harvey, what did they do to be, I guess, in some people's minds, including ours, some of the best running backs in BYU history? Uh, when I think of Luke Staley, I just think of explosives. I think he, he's a game changer for sure. Um, on any given play, no matter where the ball is at on the field, uh, he was going to make something happen. And I think that's very important to always be a threat. You'll, you'll see um, in college and the NFL, you know, depending on the time of the game, there, there's opportunities where you know, your receivers need to step up and you might not depend on the running game as much. But uh, Luke Staley definitely made himself available at any point in the game, whether it was 30 seconds left in the game, um, whether it's just, you know, breakout play of the you know, first quarter, uh, Luke was always a threat. I think with Harvey, uh, you just got consistency. The dude was just a beast. He ran over guys. He was emotional, I think. Uh, his passion for the game alone got guys fired up. Um, definitely a dual threat, similar to Luke, catching the ball and running physically. Uh, but I ultimately think just Harvey was just he, he was just a physical specimen. It didn't matter how many guys were in front of him, he's going to make at least two or three guys miss, and then he's going to run over a couple others, and that just emotionally gets guys going. Curtis Brown, BYU running back from 2003 to 2006 on BYU Sports Nation, a three-time All-Mountain West Conference performer and one of the top five running backs in BYU football history. Curtis, let's talk about Jamal Williams, uh, the new Jamal at BYU, and what he's done through two seasons. You kind of remind me of him in the fact that you guys both lower your head and you, you're agile, you're quick, but you're physical runners. What do you feel are Jamal Williams' strengths, and what does he need to do to take it to the next level to perhaps become the best BYU running back ever? Um. I'm still just trying to figure out what Jamal Williams' uh, weaknesses are. Um, the dude is phenomenal. Uh, for, for a 17-year-old kid to come out and have the freshman year that he had, given the opportunities, and I mean, he, he's a he's a soft-spoken kid, very quiet. Um, even uh, seeing him during games, he wasn't one that was sitting there getting in the coach's ear saying, "Give me the ball, give me the ball." Uh, he took what was given to him and he made the most of it. And seeing him just progress throughout the years is just—it's been phenomenal to watch. I think number one, he just—he's not afraid of anything. I mean, I don't care how much he weighs; he runs like a 250-pound fullback. Uh, and then he has that explosive speed that is misleading because he spends so much time just running over guys that if, if need be, he can run run away from you as well. What kind of mentality does the the running back at BYU have to have to be uh, successful, Curtis? Um. Selfless. At the end of the day, you got to be selfless. Um, BYU has a passing tradition. I think college football in general, uh, you know, you got to be solid in the passing game. And so there are going to be opportunities where, you know, as a running back, you have the chance to run the ball and get your yards. And there's going to be a lot of opportunities where you have to pass protect and make sure your quarterback stays healthy. And, you know, if you can be incorporated into the passing game, that's great. But long story short, you got to do whatever it takes to help the team win. And I found that, you know, the players that I talk to that have 
came before, you know, came before me and came after me. Uh, they realized the importance of being selfless, not paying attention to the records. Uh, when you're working hard and you're doing everything right, the records take care of themselves. Curtis Brown on BYU Sports Nation, currently uh, the number two rusher in all-time rushing yards on the BYU list. When you're leading up to breaking a record like you were in your career, Curtis, how much of a distraction was that or, or how much of a pressure was that on you to get to that number uh, as you neared it? Um, you know, to be honest with you, the pressure, uh, it wasn't as big of a deal because at the time, you know, this was the first time in my career at BYU that we had an opportunity to go undefeated in the Mountain West, um, going for a Mountain West Conference Championship, and uh, just ending, wanting to end the season on a great note. Um, and so my priority was, you know, continuing that journey to go undefeated um, and, you know, to make it to a, the Las Vegas Bowl once again. You know, obviously your, your old linemen give you crap about, you know, how many carries you have left to get the record. And <laughs> I remember Jake Kress specifically saying, hey, we're going to give you the first series against New Mexico. If you don't break it then, then you might as well just sit on the bench. <laughs> and uh, fortunately enough, um, I had the opportunity. Um, old line did a wonderful job of blocking and had the opportunity to break for a big run and break the record. But, uh, no, it, it's definitely one of those things where you, you got to think about the big picture. And our goal is to go out there and win. And, you know, fortunately enough, I was able to hit that record. I remember the play against New Mexico. Uh, it was, was it like a 50-yarder or something? Uh, you know, I think it was like 47 yards, but who's you, counting? You, yeah, you, you <laughs> yeah. think? You know the exact yardage, of course. At, at what point in that run did you realize, yep, this is it, I did it? Uh, you know, that was, that was one of the, the thoughts going through my head was, I mean, I knew the play, I knew my number was obviously being called. Um, I saw the safety come down thinking that, he was going to pick up on, I think we had a fly sweep motion going. And so totally once I got through the second level, um, kind of chills go through you. But your goal is don't get caught from behind. I don't care if you're going for a record or you're going for anything. Um, the last thing you want to do is get tackled from behind. And so that was my, my biggest focus is get in the end zone and don't get caught. And then you go to the sideline, and I assume Jamal Willis is over there? Yes, he was. Um, it, it was – you know, and he made it real quick. You know, just said, you know, congratulations, and um, we 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 talked a little bit about it after in his office. But uh, no, it, it was it was a great opportunity for me. Um, I think my biggest thing was I wanted him to be happy passing it on to me, uh, just like I was happy to pass it on to Harvey. Did you um, s- definitely you want people that hold records at BYU to be representations of the school? Did you say something to Harvey when he broke your record? No, because I've been telling Harvey since his freshman year he was going to break my record. <laughs> it was only a matter of time. What? What? Yeah, I was hoping he'd break it by a little bit more yardage. Um, I didn't want it to be as close, but you know things happen for a reason. And uh, you know, hopefully uh, Jamal Williams, when he comes in and has a great year, that he can be that much closer to breaking and hopefully just kill the record. Curtis Brown, BYU running back, three thousand two hundred twenty-one rushing yards in his career, over thirteen hundred receiving yards as well. And that's where you probably have a beef, Curtis, because you're like, look, who else did more than me? Come total, on. Total offense. Yeah, you know, I think I was more I was more sad about Cody Hoffman getting that total offense, that all-purpose yards record this year. Um, but you got it by 19 you know, yards. Yeah. They threw you know, to him that last end, drive. At the end of the day, um, my time was well spent at BYU. I mean, a lot of times people ask me, do you miss it? And uh, to be honest, I say no because I left it all on the field. And 
everything that could have gone well for me at BYU, it did. You know, I was able to, number one, find my, my wife and uh, get, a degree, get a degree and, you know, have success on the playing field. And those are uh, opportunities that I will never take back, and those are my biggest memories. So I'm, ex- I'm excited for what's taking place in my life, and I'm excited for it to be passed on to others. Curtis, what was your most memorable run while you were in a BYU uniform? I know you just talked about the one to break the record. I remember a crazy run against Tulsa for a touchdown. What was your favorite run as a BYU Cougar? Um, I would definitely have to say that Tulsa run. Um, just, I remember it being, uh, you know, third and five and just doing that short option round and just thinking, get a first down. Um, but what got me so emotional after was just being able to watch it on film and seeing seeing my receivers, seeing my players that didn't give up, that continue to block for me. I think I remember specifically, uh, I want to say Matt Allen uh, was, was blocking a receiver for me and kept on going. And uh, so for me, that was the exciting part was, you know, not only was it a phenomenal run, but there was also phenomenal support for my team to make that play happen. I missed that play live. I was t- back in the day we in the, in the truck uh, in the northeast corner of the stadium, northwest corner. We, I took a tape from the truck to Master Control so that it could be replayed that night on uh, BYU TV. So I'm running back, literally running from my car, back to the truck as, as the second half begins, and I hear this crazy roar. It's you running against <laughs> Tulsa, breaking 84 tackles. So I miss that live. I jump into the truck, and they're like, oh, you just missed the best run ever. I was like, what did I miss? Oh, no. So I never actually saw that one. No, but it was a uh, it was a nice emotional run. Uh, a lot of just fire and power behind that, but just ultimately, I mean, the experience overall was great. Uh, you know, anytime where you can have successful runs and you actually win a game, that's awesome. I remember Jerem doing a story on you, Curtis Brown, and uh, during that run, video of that run, he played Bulls on Parade by Rage, Rage Against, Against the Machine, machine yeah. which, I, which I think was an appropriate <laughs> song choice for that. Yeah, it was good. Nice. I, I appreciate that. Curtis, what does it say about uh, the BYU running back situation, especially the last 10, 15 years, that d- uh, certain guys are breaking records and then those are getting broken uh, within three to five years after that? Well, to be honest with you, it doesn't say so much about necessarily. Uh, I wouldn't say BYU. I think it was Coach and I specifically. You know, Coach and I came back to BYU. I remember sitting down in his office with him and Coach Mendenhall, and their conversation was, this is a high-powered offense. We, we, we score a lot of points. We get a lot of yards. It was we, we, we. Um, there was no individual uh, Coach and I specifically told me, hey, I want you to be a part of this. And, he, you know, he talked to me about Texas Tech and the running backs that they had come through there and how they were incorporated into the passing game. I don't think anybody ever thought our running game would be as effective as it has been. But at the same time, uh, you go with what works. You don't fight against the grain. If you have talented running backs in the backfield, uh, you continue to give them the ball. And I think what that did was open us up to better recruiting. Um, to look at the, the talent that we have in the backfield, it's, it's great. And um, I think ultimately, you know, Coach and I was the one that saw the vision. Uh, obviously, Coach, Coach Mendenhall saw Coach and I, but it was Coach and I's offense. Um, and, you know, obviously when Coach and I left, we struggled a little bit trying to find our own identity. And now that he's back, I think that uh, we realized what we were missing, and I think he'll continue to have success. 
Curtis Brown with us on BYU Sports Nation. You bring up Coach and I. Uh, this is his second go-around, now year two of the go-fast, go-hard offense. What are the differences that you see having played under Coach and I in his first stint and now watching in his second stint of the offensive scheme? I think the big, biggest thing is just, just effort, just going out there and getting after it. Um, you know, that high-tempo offense requires 110% commitment you know, in the preseason and the off season, because it's not like you just get on the field and you just go 100%. Um, you have to train your body to physically withstand that, that amount of pressure. And uh, uh, to be able to go through that, you, you have to be well-conditioned. And I think for Coach and I, uh, watching that team, um, it, it's a different team. It's a different attitude. Uh, there's a bigger sense of urgency, which I think there should always be. You know, why wait till the last four minutes of the game? to get after it, to go no huddle, to, to be aggressive. You know, train your body to do that from the get-go, and you're going to definitely surprise teams. Um, and, and I think that that's obvious. I mean, I, you've heard of other schools on the SEC, ACC talk about, well, these no huddle offenses and make it challenging for our players to substitute. At the end of the day, that's strategy. If your teams are conditioned to go to a huddle every single play and take the full 35 seconds to, to run a player 25, whatever it is now with play clock, um, that's on you. But if you have a coaching staff that says, hey, we want to run a high-octane offense and just get after it, you know, teams better be conditioned for that. Curtis Brown, one of the top five running backs in BYU history. And when you look at all-purpose yards, really the running back in BYU history. Great to catch up with you, Curtis. Uh, congratulations on all of your success in life, and uh, let's talk again soon. All right, sounds good. Use the hashtag BYUSN to join the conversation 24-7. Who are the top five running backs in BYU history? Where does Curtis Brown fit in to your rundown? I say number four. Jerem says number three. We both have Luke Staley number one overall. So my next question is, Jerem, what exactly does Jamal Williams, J-Swag Daddy, need to do to be the best running back in BYU history? You say win the Doak Walker Award. That's, that's one of the things. That's just the beginning. We'll tell you all of the specifics next. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. This is Bronco Mendenhall, and you are in BYU Sports Nation. Thank you, Bronco. Welcome back to the show. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. BYU TV has an Xbox 360 app. Download it today. You can get great, uh, great archived episodes of all programming with BYU TV, but you can watch old football and basketball, volleyball, soccer games on the app. Xbox 360, download the BYU TV. This is awesome because I, if you're like me, I have Direct TV. I currently cannot watch BYU TV in high definition on Direct TV, but I have an Xbox 360, and it is a glorious, glorious thing. It's, it's awesome. If you don't have BYU TV in HD, it's a great alternative. There are others, too, like Roku. Uh, plug in your computer or... Apple TV, AirPlay, uh, that way. There's lots of options. So, so many ways around that. How awesome, by the way, was it to talk to one of the best running backs in BYU football history, Curtis Brown. Made his show debut. And, and you know what? He said a few things that I was just like, yep, that's exactly right. He said he left everything on the field. You never, ever doubted that with Curtis Brown. No, all-out effort. He had these bigger pads because he was a bigger dude, so he had bigger pads. But when he got churning, it was like... Poof, 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 poof. And he would, uh, he would just slice up defense. He was really good. Part of this offensive and team resurgence for BYU, too. When, when the 06 uh, season happened, it was like, BYU's back. Like, that was the big thing. Like, they won 11 games after going 6-6 six and six with basically the same players. 
Which which makes me think in 2014 there's op- an opportunity to do something special because you have basically the same players on offense. Uh, you add more receivers. I know you lost Cody Hoffman, but you have all the running backs, all the line, minus one. You have the quarterback back. I mean, it, BYU has a chance to do the same thing, which is, hey, can we go plus three or four wins this next season you from bring, last year? And you bring back a guy that is likely going to be the all-time leading rusher in BYU football history. If he doesn't get hurt... He'll he'll do it and easily. Curtis said, "I'm still trying to find weaknesses in Jamal Williams' game." That's coming from wow. a top five guy in BYU history, and that has me super stoked for late August. Countdown to Connecticut. Sixty days. We are back, like BYU in 06. 60 days. Two months. It was two months yesterday. Two months. From BYU football season opener, which means one month from fall camp. We get to watch everybody play football together on the field, see all these guys we've been talking about, how they gel in fall practice. I can't wait. I mean, I, I love it, and I hate it to a degree. When we go to fall camp and every little thing is like, oh, my gosh, Mitch Matthews had eight catches for 97 yards in practice. He is going to dominate. The- it's like, <laughs> calm down, everyone. But it's really it's really fun to go. We'll be at all those practices, talking to the guys, bringing that sound on the show. We're gonna we're gonna basically take you to fall camp on this program. You can see the cohes- and it's summer camp because it's during summer. The good the good thing is you can <laughs> see the cohesiveness. Like even even though we overplay how many yards they had in a practice yes. or whatever, or they didn't drop any passes. You can you can see raw talent. Or not raw talent. You can just see talent on the yes. field. It's, you know, like oh that guy can play. It's fun to see because there are two teams at at in summer camp, fall camp. It's the offense and the defense. It's not BYU. It's the BYU offense and the BYU defense. And there, I guarantee, will be scuffles. I guarantee will be days where the offense is terrible. Other days, they're fantastic. And it's just like, let's be level-headed about what's going on here. But I, you expect a, a big jump from guys that were really good last year that return with the continuity. And so we, bring, we brought up the question of Jamal Williams. What does he have to do to become the all-time leading or number one on this list or climb? To me, he's got to win the Doak Walker Award to pass Luke Staley, bottom line. We, BYU had, had, like, there's no discussion. If he does not win the Doak Walker Award, he will never be the top running back. Well, if he has, like, 1,700 yards rushing, like, twice or something, I don't know. What Luke Staley did his junior year will be broken at some point. Maybe Jamal Williams is that guy. I, I don't like saying that will never be broken because it will. Like, when Danny Ainge came through, I'm sure BYU fans thought there will never be we'll another never, Danny Ainge. Yeah, we'll never see Guess him again. Guess what? It took, like, 30 years, but it happened with Jimmer Fredette. It happens once a generation. And maybe Jamal Williams is that guy. Luke Staley scored 41 touchdowns. That's a lot. In where three years. From. He scored 41 <laughs> touchdowns. Led the nation in scoring and yards per carry his junior year. In three years. 24 touchdowns that Doak Walker season. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> It's it's like Austin Colley. What he did in three seasons is greater than what anyone else has done in four. So Jamal Williams would have to have a major junior year for you to think, you know what, he's the best. Here's what Jamal is going to do, like Tyler Haas. Is Tyler Haas going to be considered better than Jamal or uh, Jimmer Fredette? No, but he's going to break his record because it was really good over a longer period of time than Jimmer. Jimmer had uh, a great senior year and really good uh, junior year and a good sophomore year. What Jamal Williams will do to pass Luke Staley is have more consistency over time. He's the Tyler Haas uh, to Luke Staley's Jimmer. 
That's what's going to happen. Here's what's tough for Jamal. He has a running back comrade, a quarterback comrade slash running back in Taysom Hill, who scores a lot of touchdowns with his legs. Like those, most of those touchdowns were going to Luke Staley. Even though Doman was a threat, he was pitching out to Luke Staley the majority of the time, or just straight handoff. Yep. Now you have Taysom and Jamal, so he's going to lose out on some touchdowns because you have so many playmakers starting with those two. Okay, what what also plays into what Luke Staley did is that that team was 12 and 0 when he was healthy. What would Luke Staley have done against the schedule that Jamal Williams has played? Because there is an argument that Jamal is playing against tougher competition than yes. Luke did. Yes. And if Luke Staley played with Taysom Hill. Yeah, wow. <laughs> And we, we the greatest the, white backfield ever. We already made the comparisons <laughs> between Luke and Taysom in the way that they're built. Taysom Hill is 15 pounds heavier than Luke Staley. Isn't that amazing? And a little bit faster. 35 pounds heavier than Steve Young was listed. Steve told us on Friday when he was in studio on BYU Sports Nation that he was like 210 by the time he finished his senior year. Taysom Hill is 233. <laughs> Is he your quarterback? Is he a safety? He's six two. That's and, that is a sa- he is a safety. Yeah, prototype. So to you, what does Jamal Williams have to do to to become number one, or or how does he ascend? For me, he has to have a he has to have an incredible. I don't think he has to win the Doak Walker. What's award, incredible? But I would say if he has a season where he breaks Harvey's record this year, that could happen this year. Fourteen forty eight. So if he that, runs for fourteen forty eight, alongside Taysom Hill. Because he's not getting as many touches as he would get if there weren't as many playmakers in the offense. Right. 18.8 yards per carry for Jamal, divided by 11.5, which is he missed Middle Tennessee in half of the Utah game. 18.8 carries per game. That's what Jamal averaged last year. If Jamal can break the record after three years, and I'm not going to say he scores 22 touchdowns, but like you almost have to get close to that overall score touchdown uh, number of 41 from Luke Staley. He's got 19 right now. So listen, if Jamal's equal with Luke in stats but doesn't win the Doke, I give it to Luke because he won the Doke. Or as one of my friends called it one time, the Doak. But the uh, the (laughs) offenses have changed. I mean, the the whole dynamic of the game is so different now. BYU runs more plays. Jamal has more opportunities than Luke, you could argue, right? Luke's not playing with Taysom Hill. What would Luke have done if he was playing with... He played with Brandon Nillman. If he were playing with Taysom Hill. Similar skill set. Taysom's a much better runner. He'd have way less carries. He would have, that's, that's just the truth of it. It's, it's hard to compare those. So you just have to compare the guys straight up, which is what we did today. Jamal, if Jamal doesn't win the doke, I'd still have Luke. But guess what? That's not a knock on Jamal. Jamal could end up number two ahead of Harvey when all is said and done. It's going to be tough for anybody to have a season like Luke Staley had. Yes. It was amazing. That's why he's number one. It was, that's it why. was incredible. That one year alone. We're not saying that Jamal could not do that. It's just less likely because of the fact that he plays with an unbelievable quarterback, yes. Taysom Hill. And I would rather have that than have an okay quarterback at the helm or just a it depends on the skill set. Right line, now, BYU is Taysom Would Hill, you rather too. have a Doak Walker award winner or would you rather win 12 games and be ranked in the top 12 10? 12 games, don't care about any other stats exactly. associated with it, honestly. And that's nothing. what Jamal and Taysom want to. I, guarantee, I mean, I guarantee. I don't want to get blown out in the last two games of like 01. Like that is one of the weirdest seasons of BYU history because you loved that 12-0 start, some memorable games there, but then BYU lost the last two, so it's sour. Who are the top five running backs in BYU history? Let's go back to the Twitter machine. At Laser Sheep, Staley, Unga, Brown, 
Williams and Jenkins. No Jamal Willis in that top five. He says, I'm a young guy with a pretty recent memory to pull from, but I think Unga Staley are number one. Well, there are two there, so you need to pick one, right? Soccer at Tasha Lynn 19. My knowledge is limited to post-2004-ish. Okay. I'll say Curtis Brown, J.J. Luigi, Vacapuna, Unga, and Jamal Williams. Honorable mention to Juice Quezada, who's at Fresno State. That's where Curtis Brown lives now. And thriving. He's, ha- he's having a good career up yeah, there. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy for him. He got baptized, by the way. Did he really? Yeah. Last year. Josh Quezada getting it done for the Fresno State Bulldogs. At Elko Cougar says, my top five in order, Harvey Unga, Luke Staley, Jamal Williams, Ronnie Jenkins, Brian McKenzie going off the radar. In two years, Brian McKenzie was really good. It's a Jamal Williams version of more or less up next. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. The running back, yo. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. You can download the BYU Radio app for iPhone and iPad. BYU TV is with Android and iPhone, iPad as well. Uh, if you want to get the TuneIn app, then whatever phone you have, you can listen to this program. Or program, as my grandpa might say. Program. Uh, yeah, so download the BYU Radio app today. Happy birthday, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson! <laughs> 48. But even better, the Mike Tyson's Punch-Out Nintendo game. Mike Tyson have a tiger? I don't know. Yeah. You know what? That got me thinking. Um... I had a chipped tooth. Yeah, that was super fun. Had. You yeah. had you had surgery this morning. It was fi- it was fixed. Here's the thing. It was it was fixed, but uh I kind of felt like a boxer, you know, a hockey player. I was looking at it and I'm like, yeah, this is kind of cool. If it had happened like a sporting event, I would have I would have kept it. I'd yeah. be like, yeah. Yeah, I played sports and got hurt. You're such a diva. You need straight teeth. <laughs> what the heck, man? <laughs> I'm just kidding. What? <laughs> Come on. It is joke. Whatever. You know what? We need to play a game. That's that's what we need to do this segment. Let's mix it up. Let's hit it! More or less on BYU Sports Nation. Get the Jason Bourne I, music I going. I have heard this music before, so this is awesome. More or less. Okay, this is how it works. We're going to throw out a Our number. dancing is terrible, by and the way. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Okay, on, okay, on my, set, my, maybe. My. We're going to throw out a number and decide whether it is more or less, starting with this, number one. More or less. Jamal Williams carries per games at 21.5. Ooh, I am going to say less because there are more playmakers. I think it's going to be close to that. I would say 19 or 20. So I'm going, I'm going a little bit less on that. I'll go less because I think BYU won't run as many plays. I think they'll just slow it down a little bit. They'll still be in fifth gear, trust me. And sometimes you'll, you'll want them to go in second gear and they'll be in fourth. But BYU will run less plays, more playmakers, less. Number two. More or less than six Jamal Williams yards per carry. Wow. Six is really, really, really good. And I'm not saying Jamal can't do that. He was 5.7 last year and a a yard less than that the year before. I'm still going to go less, though. Six yards per carry is off the charts good. I I expect kind of on par with what Jamal did last year, 5.8, 5.7. He gets a little bit better but still less than six. More! I'll say more because I think that he's going to do more with less. He'll have less carries, but the yards per carry, I think, go up because BYU has perimeter and vertical playmakers so that the the field will be stretched a little bit, and when he does rush, boom goes the dynamite. All right, all right. He had two super long runs that helped that last year. Can he have a few Make more of those? Four. Can he have a few more of those? Make yeah, it that, four. That would give him over One six. One against Connecticut. Number three. 
more or less than 1448 Jamal Williams 2014 rushing yards. I'm going more on this because I think this is something that Jamal and BYU really want. More emphasis on getting him the ball in the backfield. Even though he'll have less carries, he's dynamic. He won't sit out any games if well, he can stay you, healthy. Yeah. You hope he, he doesn't get a healthy. concussion. If, like if, if he can stay healthy and not sit out any games, I think that is a very legitimate goal for one of the most dynamic rushers to ever wear a BYU uniform. I say more. I'll go less. I think he gets 1,300 this year. Uh, that's a really good season. The BYU spreads out the ball that has more total offense. But then next year in game one or two, he sets the record, which guess what? That's either at what? Nebraska or home to Boise State? No, it's at Nebraska, at Michigan? Yeah. He's going to break the record in one of those games. He ran for 1,200-plus last year with Taysom Hill running the ball over 200 times. BYU ran the, for more rushing yards last year than they ever had. I think that number goes down a little bit, and the passing yards go up. That's Ta- what we want, right, is yes. more passing yards so there's better balance. Taysom goes for over 3,000 passing, and Jamal goes for over 1,500 rushing. How would that be? Another day, we need to discuss what's the number you want Taysom Hill at for rushing yards. Number yeah. four. More or less than one. Fumbles lost by Jamal Williams. It's the germ jinx. What? <laughs> I'm going... I bring up a stat, and it's my fault no. for giving information? I know. I always get riled up. I'm, I'm going to say, can I go on? <laughs> like, I, I say he will fumble once. Okay. He'll lose a fumble. He, he There's will... a difference between fumbling and losing the fumble. And, and that's a challenge. We're talking about fumbles that's lost. That's a challenge to Jamal. I dare you to prove me wrong. Don't fumble ever the entire season. Well, we're talking about fumbles lost. Fumbles lost. Yeah. Okay, well, I, I say one. I say one the entire season. Yeah. I'll go, I'll, go, I'll go more. I think that that streak ends, that maybe he fumbles a couple times. I don't, I don't know. It happens. Whatever. Are you protecting yourself because you just jinxed him? No, I don't <laughs> believe in these jinx. Jinxes? Jinxes? I don't, yeah, I don't know. So I, you're saying I, that, okay, all right. It, I have nothing to go off of the, yeah, jinx eye, that's what it is. Do you believe in no sports jinx ever? I don't know. Okay. I'd have to evaluate everything. The curse of the Bambino. I walk on the third and first baselines, though. Whatever. <laughs> next, next. More or less than 1.5 U.S. goals versus Belgium tomorrow. Finally, we got a point five, Ooh. so we can go. We can go. I'm going to say less. I think it. the I think the United States wins tomorrow's game one nothing. Yeah, one goal. I think it's it's going to be tightly contested. A lot of defense in that game. The way it sets up, I say one nothing America winner. I'll go more. Uh, I think that we're going to leverage the momentum uh, that's out there that IHOP not carry Belgium waffles for tomorrow and uh, that the U.S. wins 2-1. If, in, Josie, Altador, if Josie Altador plays, I may give you that. But if, he, if he's not good to go, I say one nothing America winner. Two goals was just fine against Ghana and Portugal. That it was. Without him. Who are the top five running backs in BYU history? Use the hashtag BYUSN to submit your answers at Big Y Fan says Luke Staley, Harvey Unga, Curtis Brown, Jay Swag at four, and Ronnie Jenkins. More of your tweets next, plus the Cougar Whip Around. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in the fourth quarter. Wrapping it up. You know what time it is, bro? It's the fourth quarter. It's time to whip. Bang! It's time. It's time <laughs> for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's volleyball. Former BYU spiker Taylor Sander and Team USA took their talents to Kaliningrad, Russia. Is it, Kalin- can- is it Kaliningrad or Kaliningrad? Whatever, man. As okay. I don't speak Russian. All right. I'm not at Big Five Russia at Russia. 
As they continue World League play with two matches this weekend, the U.S. won Friday's match in five. Taylor Sander had 21 kills in that one. Awesome. U.S. Uh, lost uh, in three on Saturday, but they still lead Pool B, eight and two. They play two uh, matches in Serbia this weekend. Cougars in the PGA. Way too loud. Man. No, it wasn't. Daniel Summers finished tight for 30th at the Quicken Loans Nationals at the Congressional Country Club over the weekend. No, Summers finished with a score of four over and now sits at 43rd in the FedEx Cup standings. I said that so defiantly. No, it wasn't. Soccer. Uh, can we get some Vuvuzela on this one while I read this one? BYU fell 3-0 at Rail, Colorado Friday night, then tied 0-0 Saturday night. So zero goals for BYU. Not good. BYU hosts the LA Misioneros. So it's the, the missionaries, the return missionaries versus the missionaries. Friday in Provo for the 4th of July. They're the missionaries? The Los Angeles missionaries. Yeah. They get to play soccer on their mission. That's very cool. <laughs> Track and field. Recent BYU grad Chase Dalton finished 5th in the USA Decathlon. Congratulations to Chase. So he finished higher in the USA one than he did in the NCAA that's super That's impressive. That's pretty good. Nicely done. Today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who gets the Rise and Shout? We need the Cougar Growl, don't we? Curtis uh, Brown, Curtis huh? Brown, yeah. For leaving it all on the field in his BYU career. Touchdown, Curtis Brown. What was in the game notes that year? It was, good grief, Curtis Brown. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, whole, the whole year they used that one. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, stop okay. it. Yeah, awesome. Okay, let's get some tweets in. Who are the top five running backs in BYU history? At Y Coog's rule, Jamal, Lakehemuli, mm-hmm. Staley, Brown, and Jenkins. Like Jay will, will be on the list list by the end of his career, he says. Absolutely. Hey, thanks to our guest, Curtis Brown, today. Follow at BYU Sports Nation, yo. The conversation continues after the show. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Episodes of the show on demand at BYUSportsNation.com every afternoon. And on BYUtv.org slash DVR. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Stacy Corley. You know it. We're back to work tomorrow.